Welcome to Victory in Christ Ministries. You are about to hear an anointed message from Pastor Tom and Prophetess Ann Kuchenreuter. Let's get in the Word. You know, today I know we always have a great message, but today I'm confident that the message today will give you, uh, will strengthen your hope. Uh, maybe you're, some of you are on the last thread of your hope. <laughs> some of you have, uh, have been waiting a long time for some things to break. Sometimes some of you have things breaking right now and it's not positive and you are like, wow, this looks like it's such an impossible situation. Yeah. And today's message is against the uh, against impossible odds. OK, your situation may look like it's uh, the worst odds in the world. You know, the Las Vegas odds makers are given the worst odds. You have no chance. That may, that's the way you may feel. Mm -hmm. You may feel like you have no chance whatsoever. But I'm here to tell you that all things are possible to those that believe. Amen. And I want to just paint a couple scenarios, encourage you this morning. Prophet Sam will assist in giving the, uh, the heart of God to you in a way that we will lift you up and say, you can do this. And it's not over yet until in, in baseball, and I, I may be politically incorrect, but in baseball, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Now you have to say that that's politically incorrect. I didn't say that. Um, uh, a weight challenge person sings. How's that? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I heard a good, a good joke the other day. Uh, uh, for those of you who uh, like jokes, um, I heard a joke about... Uh, uh, so, some guy who, who had just met his, his spouse to be they were just meeting for the first time and he was he was uh, talking to her and and she was a uh, athletic trainer uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, athletic training and uh, says to him uh, uh, you know in my family uh, we are uh, we're, we're just we're uh, uh, it, it, uh, how did it go again? Do you I, 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 <laughs> that big, big, uh, big people run in the family, and then she turned and said to her, said to him, "Yeah, obviously they don't run enough." And uh, so, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that one. We're anyway, not trying to offend anyone. No, no, I, hey, I'm picking on myself. This have, is the have a sense of humor. Please don't allow that to be offensive to you. I'm, I'm picking on myself because sometimes we can make excuses. I'm serious now. We can make excuses for why we're in the situation we're in. Mm -hmm. We can make excuses that, you know, that like this guy did that uh, big people run in his family. But you know what? Uh, there are people, there are people who are close to you who will give you the truth. Your mother, your father, you know, your friends who, you know, they're, they're your friends no matter what. And sometimes they will give you a word that says, you know, hey, you got to go out and you got to you got to stop eating the, the bacon. Let's hope that I never get that word. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, let's get into the message here. Enough of my trying to be a jokester in Luke one thirty seven. Well, actually, we're going to go to Luke one thirty four. And it says and you got to keep in mind, uh, Mary, a, 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 a young woman. Um, is being told by an angel that she's going to bring forth the Christ, the, the Jesus, the, the, the uh, immaculate 
uh, uh, conception. It, it, she's going to bring, and she's never known a man. And she says this to the Holy Ghost. She says, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? So in her mind, it's a, it's a logical question. You can't say she doesn't have faith. It's a logical question to ask. And she asks, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? Well, we're jumped forward and and the, the Holy Ghost says, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And keep in mind, this is kind of a an awestruck uh, uh, a moment where she's <laughs> with, an, a, a, with an angel talking to her. But here's what Mary says that is the most important thing that you can have to get through this. And that is, and Mary said, be it done to me under your word. And it says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And, uh, and Mary just accepted that this was the word of the Lord and be it done unto me. And so you see, if, if how much more impossible is someone who's never been with a man going to bring forth a child? That is, a, that is an amount of faith that, thank God, Mary took that leap of faith and said, yes, Lord, let it be me. And uh, even knowing the persecution that would come, mm. not only against her, but against her husband. And, and she, she took that step and, and, and uh, thank you, Lord, for, 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 for coming into this world. And you see this that, and you may say to yourself, oh, uh, you know, that's for the Lord to happen. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, nothing's impossible. But, you know, that was to bring Jesus into the world. But what about my situation? And in Acts 10.34, <clears throat> You see that Peter, see Peter, Peter had a had a hard time with them originally with the message going to the Gentiles, but he's come to his senses, and he's and he's understanding that this message of Jesus, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth in verse thirty eight, and with the Holy Ghost and with power went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. See, that message was the message of the church. And, G and, and Peter accepted the fact that, you know what? This message is going to everyone. God's no respecter of persons. It's not just to the Jew. It's not just, but it's to every nation. And he saw that, and, and if there's ever a scripture that is reiterated over and over in doing my study, Prophetess Anne, in doing my study, there was so many numerous scriptures of uh, no respecter of persons. I think yes. God wants to get something across to us that you may be a movie star or you may be a, someone who is a sanitation engineer, you know, gets garbage, picks up garbage. Doesn't matter. Opposite ends of the spectrum. But God says he's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for another. Amen. Amen. You know, I mean, there's so many accounts in the Bible where God has done the impossible. Think of Noah building that ark. That is something absolutely impossible. But yet, Noah had to deal with all of the other things around him, telling him that this didn't make any type of sense. Think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not, your, not my will, but your will be done. You know, going and moving a little forward and saying, you know what? This thing right now in my human body is impossible, but I'm going to do it anyway. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
Think about all that they had to go through, the persecution, and then being thrown in that fiery furnace. And believe in God, even if it doesn't work out, even if God doesn't show up, we're still not backing down. And yet God showed up in an impossible situation. So there are many accounts in the scriptures that show you impossible situations where God moved on the behalf of the person, moved on the behalf of the circumstance, and he'll do it for you. You just have to have an open ear and an open heart ready to receive his word. Walk by faith and not by sight. It's easy to say, I see it so I can do it. But when all you have is your belief, your hope moving forward, that impossible situation can become possible. But you have to believe. Think of all the electronic devices that we have today. Someone created a concept, good, good, a God-given concept yeah. that no one yeah. had ever seen before. Yes. No one had ever seen an iPhone or iPad. No one had ever seen an Android. No one had ever even heard of these words. These are all things that happened in the last couple of decades. And just think about the fact that they kept walking, they kept doing, they kept building, knowing that they, they just knew that this thing had to work. Yes. There was an easier way, instead of carrying around a huge, huge, huge computer, there had to be a way to transport the information with them everywhere they went. And they've taken it smaller and smaller and smaller. So now we have our phones. We can take pictures, we can go on the internet, we can even type out Word doc, excuse me, Excel spreadsheets, all in a matter of minutes. And keep in mind, I wanna just, uh, something that just came to me as you were speaking, in many of these situations where these, these impossible ideas came to fruition, it delivered someone from a financial yep. burden. Yeah. And now these people are some of the richest mm -hmm. people in the world that mm -hmm. develop these things and able to do great good. So mm -hmm. you may be sitting there going, you know, how am I gonna get out of this? How am I gonna get out of this? How am I gonna pay this? Mm -hmm. And there may be a, a witty, uh, invention, a, a great idea that's mm -hmm. just waiting for you to take a step of faith in. You know, you, you think of the, the woman with the, uh, the sure. oil mm -hmm. who was told by the prophet to go and get some more vessels. Yeah. And when she did, she was able to bring in great wealth for her family just because she was uh, obedient to the word of God. And so, and I'm well, gonna, yeah, e even ahead. with that, not just don't just think of it from the wealth side when we talk about impossibilities. Think about the woman with oh. the issue of blood. Oh, that's great. She great, reached great. out. Now, 12 years, and they're telling you absolutely nothing can be done. Every little medication and thing that they said is going to work never works. But she hears about this man of God who's coming, and in her mind, she says, I don't know how I'm going to get to him. There's too many crowds. I don't know. But if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And it was her faith that made her whole. Yes, it wasn't yes, who yes, she yes. knew. It wasn't that she had Keep an going. end with a couple of people. Okay, you move left, you move right, you do this, you do that, and I'll get in. No, it was perseverance. Against all odds, oh. she persevered and she touched him. And then when Jesus says to those around him, who touched me? I felt like virtue has left me. They're like, look, there's too many people around here. You know, everybody's touching you. But no, Jesus knew it was someone who had faith that changed an impossible situation into a possible one. And if I can add to that too, that's perfect. Because it, like, like Prophet Sand said, it's not just about money per se, mm -hmm. although that is 
a problem sometimes for people that can lead to a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. But here is this, a physical situation mm -hmm. of someone who really was considered in the lowest level of society. Mm -hmm. She couldn't even be out in public. And so where are you at today? I, 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 got, I gather that not as bad as this. Mm. And, and, and here she is uh, in the worst of situations. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, no respecter of persons, when he had a other duty to do, he was on his way to a high priest. Jairus he was on Jairus. He was on his way mm -hmm. to a priest's home. Yep. And, you know, this important person. And yet he stops along the way. And he, he helps the woman with the issue of blood. Where are you at in whatever you're dealing with? What are the situations that you feel like are insurmountable? That, you know, you've tried everything. You're just on this broadcast by chance mm -hmm. and you're hearing this message and I'm telling you where you're at today. You need to keep your hope. Amen. You need to keep your hope. Talk about J. Iris' daughter and what happened in that portion. And, and with J. Iris' daughter, she was on uh, near death. Mm -hmm. And then... She eventually dies. Yes. Now, the thing about it is, when Jesus gets there, uh, he can sense, because he, he feels around him that there is a lack of faith. So he tells everyone, clear out of the room. Yep. Lock them out. <laughs> I, I got to listen to this stuff. Put and on he, the dead And he bolt. goes in and he raises up <laughs> Jairus' daughter. Yeah. How many people believed in that moment? Yeah. How many people believed? She's when, just sleeping. When they saw... <laughs> The, 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 the power of God released. Mm -hmm. The power of God will even raise the dead. Jesus. Your situation, whatever you're dealing with, it's not too much for the Lord. Maybe you're dealing with a drug addiction. And and maybe, uh, you know, this, this, this nation. I, I was driving yesterday and I saw some people and I, I, I couldn't help but think that they were, they were, they were uh, addicted. You know, I could mm -hmm. just see it in their faces. There's so many people right now dealing with opioid addiction and other addictions. And you've been wanting to get free. You've been, you've been believing to get free. And yet it's, you're, you're, there's a weakness that has kept you from it. Well, God's going to help you get to the power. He's going to surround you with some people. But you've got to take that step of faith. And you've got to want it. Amen. Yes. You've got you to want to be free. Amen. Who the Son has set free is free, free indeed. indeed. And Let's Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me add to that. In Mark 5, and, and this is uh, 35, this is an account of the account of Jairus. One of the impossible situations that I know that in, in your teaching that you, you didn't mention was that they came to him and said, you know what? Your daughter has died. And he says, why bother the teacher any longer? So he now healed the woman with the issue of blood. He's on his way to Jairus' house. They give him... This thing where they're saying, you know, don't worry about it. I mean, you know, she, she's passed. But yet, that impossible situation, he believed she was gone. But God, Jesus, healed his daughter in the midst of it. Some of you today need to remove some of the naysayers in your life. Some of those who have been nice to you and sweet to you and look like they mean well, but they're not rooting for you. They're looking at your natural circumstances, but you have a supernatural God who's going to heal, who's going to set you free, who's going to give you liberty and favor in areas that you only dreamed about. But your faith is what will keep you going. Your perseverance. you got to hang with people who have your answer and get rid of the people who are only trying to keep you within the problem. And uh, no greater 
uh, overcoming, I believe, one of my favorite accounts in the whole Bible is the story of David and Goliath. What is the Goliath in your life? What is the mountain that stands in the way between you and your success or maybe just you and getting, you know, out of the pain that you're in? Um, What is it that is in the way? Well, let's look at David for a moment. Mm-hmm. and see how he overcame it. you got to understand, I'm going to set the course here, and that is David, he was the, the youngest of all his brothers, and, and, and Jesse, his father, had a lot of sons, and they all thought they should be in charge, and mm-hmm. they're all up at the front lines battles, while David, who's a young lad, is uh, uh, taking care of the sheep, while his father sends him with some food up to the front lines. And this is where we'll pick up. And, um, and Jesse said unto David, his son, Take now for the brethren and ephah, ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren. So he does this. And I'm going to jump ahead to uh, uh, verse 26. And David spake to the men that, that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? See, David, David believed in God. He was a great psalmist. He became a great, great psalmist. He had a heart for God. God even recognized that even in all of David's later in life uh, calamities that he, he got involved with. God says he was a, had a heart after him. And, and so David wants to know what it is. And the people answered him and said, you know, he's going to be able to uh, get a free house, no taxes. He gets the daughter of the king. He's like, and he even asks him to say it again. Can you tell me again? And now he's... How he, much are those lotto winnings going to be? He's see, yeah, right. A billion and a half. Uh, and, uh, Don't play the lot. <laughs> and, and so uh, we see that David, not only did he have a trust in God, but then he saw that he could better himself by stepping forward. Mm-hmm. Now he remembered how God was with him mm-hmm. when when God was with him when he slew the lion and the bear. Mm-hmm. And he goes up and they try to put all this armament on him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not the way he's used to fighting. Mm-hmm. He's he's a hand-to-hand, you know, no frills uh combat guy. When you know, when he dealt with the lion and the bear, it was just him and uh his uh shepherd stick or or his stones. And so after trying on all this gear, he's like, you know, I can't work this way. <laughs> you know, I need to be, I, I need to do it the way that I need to do it. And so he goes out there and um, uh, verse 32, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And, he, and then everything was trying to tell him and bring doubt. So you can't do this. You're just a young kid. You can't do this. You know? And David said to Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. See, he's reminding himself. He's building his own faith on what God had done for him in the past. And surely this Philistine will fall as they did. And he's reminding himself, he's stirring up his faith. What has God done in your life? Mm. I mean, the very air that we breathe is enough to thank him, Mm -hmm. but he's done some things. Maybe he's given you a son or a daughter. 
And that you that was a miracle. There's been yeah, some man, things yeah. along the way you're just forgetting, and you need to remind yourself that God was there for you. He, I mean, he's kept you through this situation now. It may feel like you're at your last straw, but he's kept you this far. And so we go on. And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna jump because it's a long story. Then said David in verse 45 to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord Amen. of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, yes. whom thou hast defied this day. He's already, you know, Muhammad Ali was uh, uh, known for speaking that he would knock the guy out in third round. Mm -hmm. He would do it. He's going he's gonna to knock the guy out. He would constantly speak this thing, and he he, he was a great champion. Mm -hmm. And David's doing a similar thing. He's saying what he's what he's going to do. He's going to. David did it first, though. David did it first, <laughs> no doubt about it. David did it first. This day will the Lord deliver thee un, into my hands, and I will smite thee, and I will take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the mm -hmm. Philistines this day into the fowls and the fowl, yes. under the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of this earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And we know the end of this story. David goes out and he and he chucks that stone with his with his slingshot mm -hmm. and it, it hits it hits Goliath who's like near ten feet tall. The guy is so huge. He dropped him quick. He was a giant, literal giant. And he dropped him down and he cut his head off. David gets elevated in that moment. He's no mm -hmm. longer looked at as a a child. He, he did what the rest of the guys were cowering, mm -hmm. the, the other people in the army, even before his brothers. And they had to remember that the prophet uh, Saul, uh, uh, Samuel, the prophet Samuel, had anointed David as a young child. See, that's the one thing. You've been told some, you've had some promises mm -hmm. since you were young. You've had some dreams. David held on to that. He was... He was told that he was anointed king. You don't think he remembered that? You don't think his father remembered yet? That you don't think that was part of the reason why there was a, a stoked jealousy amongst mm -hmm. his brethren? That they had heard that the prophet had anointed him king? Mm -hmm. But here he is going about guarding sheep. You know, you've had a lot of things in your life maybe that were trying to put a damper, a wet blanket on your dreams and on your visions. And today... I'm saying to you, dream again. Amen. I'm saying to you, there's there's hope at the end of this. You know, in this account, you see that the Goliath comes out and every day for 40 days, he taunts them. He taunts them and he taunts them. And so that plays psychologically on all those men, on the king, on everyone who's involved. How is it that David comes and he is open and ready to go, and yet these men who are looking at themselves saying, this guy is going to take us out. There's one big giant. That's what you have to be looking at. You have to look at the people around you and what they've dealt with, what their fears are. Now you're saying, Prophet is saying, how can I be looking at them when I'm dealing with the situation? You have to be aware of your surroundings. We hear that in different contexts. But I'm telling you, you have to be aware spiritually of who is around you and what they've dealt with because their fear will try to pile up on your faith. It'll try to take you down. The reason that David was able to do what he, was, he did was because not only he was anointed, but he did not allow their fear to come against his faith. 
He did not allow their words and their worries and all the other things that they had pressuring them to get on him. He didn't allow the king's armor to be the thing that took him out. Well, you know, this is a king and he knows what he's doing, so let me use this. He took what he knew. He stood in faith without fear and he pulled back and he released and he allowed God to use him in a mighty way. And there's so many good things that happened for David after that. But this was a defining moment. You have a defining moment. I have taught on a defining moment many a time, but I'm telling you, today is your defining moment. What you do today will set up your week. It may set up your life. Sometimes we don't understand that some of the things that we view as impossible are truly possible. Sometimes we don't understand that our very words and actions are the very thing that turns our situation to either the right or the left. You have to understand that today. That's why when I mentioned Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says, and moving a little further, he says, not my will, but your will be done. He had to make a choice. He knew what was ahead of him, but he made a choice. Those Hebrew boys, they made a choice. They drew a line in the sand and they said, look, this is our God. We're going to worship him. And no matter what you do to us, we are going to move forward. Noah did it. There's so many accounts in the word of God. There's so many things that happen in this world system. I remember that story of the young man. He was Caucasian. His friend was African-American. And someone came into a place of business and was taunting the guy simply because of the color of his skin. And the guy, the Caucasian guy, defended his friend. He took it a little further and went out and tried to make peace with the guy, tried to find out what's up with you. And unfortunately, that guy took his life. But he did something that will forever change the lives of all those people there. He made a decision to walk in love when others drew back and allowed it to happen. Because you know there were many spectators. But you can't be a spectator. You've got to do the impossible and stand up for yourself. Stand up for what is right, no matter what the consequence. But you still need to use the wisdom of God. And... Um... Hope in the, in the word in Proverbs 13, verse 12, it says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Yeah. But when the desireth cometh, or I'll read it in the Amplified because it, it, it's a little easier to understand. But when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. See, when something that you are dealing with gets deferred and gets deferred and, and, and they're set back mm -hmm. and you feel like you've been overlooked or you feel like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. But then when it does happen, it immediately feels like the tree of life. Mm. And in, in, uh, at, at the end of all this, mm -hmm. you know, what, what I want to leave you with and what we want to leave you with is this, that the thief cometh not in verse, uh, I'm sorry, in um, John 10, 10, mm -hmm. the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come, Jesus, red letters, I have come that they might have life mm. and that they might have it more abundantly. Uh, that sounds like the tree of life to me. That's Jesus's mm -hmm. desire. And in the Amplified, can you read it in the Amplified? 
Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 John 10.10? Yes. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's God's plan for you. That's Jesus coming here for you. That's the end result that he wants. Yeah. He, he, he wants you to have it to the full. It says in Jeremiah, it says that, that, uh, his, that his plans for you are good, not evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. Right now, you may be expecting, or maybe even after hearing these words, you're no longer in that place and you're feeling good about things. But I want to reiterate that God is giving you an expected end Amen. and it's good. It's a good place. He's leading you to a good place. Amen. Where you're at is temporary. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it may be today, but it's not going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And you got to hold on. You got to look for the wisdom of God. You have to look for the, the things he's pointing you to do. Mm -hmm. You have to be bold in that time and do those things. You cannot just sit idly by and let the thief steal, kill, and destroy you. Mm. And I want to say your worst enemy is your own words. Yeah. Your worst enemy is you helping put another rock on the pile by saying, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Mm. I'm going down. And you're your worst enemy. It ain't so much as Satan. Sometimes it's just you. And you have to say something different. And, and, and right now, the best thing you can say is, Jesus came to give me life and to have it more abundantly to the full till it overflows. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you right now for those thank who are you, watching, Lord. Lord. We thank you those who will listen, Father God, to this audio version, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for all those who are part of this ministry and those who are new coming in. We thank you, Father God, that whatever is impossible for them, that this day you make it possible in the name of yes, Jesus. Lord. We declare that the words they speak are edifying and uplifting, Father yes, God. Lord. They are positive. They are strengthening in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the voice of the stranger they will not follow. I thank you, Father God, that with every step they take, they take dominion, authority, and power in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, just like with the woman with the issue of blood, that they pursue you, Father God, like no other, Father God, until they receive their healing by faith in the name of Jesus, until they receive that instruction, that word in the name of Jesus. And even after they receive that impossible thing made possible, Father God. They give you the glory, the praise, and the honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, God bless you. We hope we built up your faith. Yes. We hope we built up your hope. And uh, remember, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. If he did it for one or he did it for someone else, don't feel like he's not gonna do it for you. Amen. He will do it for you. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has blessed you. If you enjoyed what you received today, please take the time to visit our website, www.victoryinchristonline.org, for more teachings and inspiration. Also, don't forget to find us on all of our social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and watch more broadcasts on Periscope. 
we declare that you have the victory in Christ today.